Welcome to the People of Packaging Podcast. I am so glad you are here. This is Adam Peak. I am your host. You can find me at Packaging Pastor on TikTok or PackagingPastor.com. Listen, this show would not be made possible without some incredible companies and people, including you, our longtime sponsor, Specrite. Specrite wants you to imagine a world without waste. They were just named one of Fast Company's most innovative companies. That is incredible. Packaging is truly amazing. Go learn more at specrite.com, S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T.com. And also our newest sponsor, Spark Packaging. If you need contract to hire support or you're looking to hire directly for industry professionals, Spark Packaging can help. You can go to Spark Packaging Inc. That's S P A R K P A C K A G I N G I N C dot com backslash hiring. And if you're like, I'm driving, I can't write that down. It's cool. It's in the show notes, anyways. Spark Packaging Inc. dot com backslash hiring. They're there to answer your questions, and a team member will reach out ASAP. Whether you talk to Specrite or Spark Packaging, whatever it is, or if you just go to my website, just let them know that I have sent you. Okay. How's that for, that's the shortest, most condensed version that I can get. I'm going to be coming out with some more member only premium content. I've been teasing this for a while. Uh, and make sure that you're signed up at my Substack page as well, building a community of packaging professionals who want to build online together. You can do that at packagingisawesome.com. Okay. Enough. It's been two minutes. Let's get to this next episode. All right, everyone, I am joined here all the way from cold and snowy Fort Lauderdale, Florida, I'm sure, <laughs> uh, where the weather is miserable. It's not freezing. As of the recording of this podcast, it was three degrees here in Salt Lake City, Utah. So uh, yeah. I just got done saying like, hey, this is, you know, we don't, I'm not really sure when the episodes release. And then I'm like making comments about when it's recorded. But yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Well, I'm excited for this conversation. Uh, it's It's pretty cool when I can... Like uh, we got, we, I think we connected up on LinkedIn and I've been following some of the stuff you've been saying, and I'm excited to get into what it is you're doing at, at Serum, but I'm joined by Kale Whiteman and she is the founder of Serum. Now, is it Serum Bottles or Serum Water? Tell me what's the... Um, just Serum. Just Serum. All right. She's just the founder serum. of Serum and we're going to hear all about it. So Kale, or, uh, thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah. Thank you for having me. How many podcasts um, have you done already in your life? This is actually my first. Perfect. Well, <laughs> so. uh, it's, it's, I hope for you that this is uh, the, the least popular podcast that you ever get to appear on because uh, that, <laughs> that would be exciting for you. Um, well, why don't we start off our, our podcast episodes with just sort of a general introduction. So, you know, other than your name and your title, and where you live, which is, which is interesting. Uh, but maybe just give us a little bit of a backstory of how you arrived at where you, I mean, I saw on your LinkedIn page, something about giant yachts and it, like, you seem to have a really compelling and interesting life up to this point. So why don't you just do a quick, quick introduction? All right. Yeah. It's been, it's been pretty colorful up until this point. Um, I'm 24 years old. And since I was probably 
eight or nine, my dad's um, been in the plastic industry, especially in regards to um, plastics with landfill gas to energy. So it's been the passion for it has been instilled in me from a pretty young age. Um, and then uh, I guess right when I turned 18, instead of you know following that passion, I went, I'm going to go work on boats. And I um, started working on boats as a chef uh, just all around the world. So boats from 60, 60 foot sailboats to 60 meter super yachts. I don't understand meters. Tell me more about that. What is the metric system you speak of? <laughs> so yeah, like 200 foot um, yachts. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think you just multiply by three, right? I just remember like the yardsticks. It's like three a little bit, but yeah, just the three. <laughs> Got it. Two hundred feet is. Uh, we'll put it in in terms that uh, some of my listeners will understand. That's two football fields long of a super yacht. Yeah. Yes, it's crazy. <laughs> and uh, and you did not grow up in Florida, correct? No, I didn't. I grew up in Arizona. Okay. And and you said your dad was in the the plastics industry does he still work in the plastics industry yes he does so he um he still works for the company that kind of supplies our the additive that allows our plastic to biodegrade in these landfills got it okay and so it's actually kind of rare that when i when i talk with someone that they grew up in and around packaging it's usually like i didn't right i mean i i was a an ordained Baptist minister who ended up in, in the packaging industry. So uh, th that's, that's super fast. So, so your, so your dad is in this industry um, kind of helped to create some of the passion for you. And, and now you're kind of taking the things the the, what you, what he instilled in you, I guess, from a young age and kind of multiplying it. Mm -hmm. that, that's a, that's a really cool, it's like, it's not a family business, but it is a family business. Yeah. It's just, I mean, I wrote my, I remember writing my high school senior thesis paper on um, why we need to kind of accept landfills and um, you know, the modernized landfill and, you know, the, all the good things that they do and kind of, you know, uh, weave that into our reduce, reuse, recycle mindset. And that was, yeah, at 17. So when I read that to the class, they were just completely like, what? <laughs> when you read that to adults, they're like, I don't understand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When you read that to people in sustainability, they're like, I don't understand. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Uh, and then was there anything connecting with with the your time spent on these boats as a chef? I mean, you're traveling around the world. You're, you're on the ocean. Um, mm -hmm. Was there like an eye-opening moment of like, wow, we've got a lot of plastic waste in and around the world? I mean, were, were you seeing that firsthand? Yes, definitely. Well, there was a couple things that I kind of noticed throughout that journey. Um, just kind of already having, you know, the passion for, um, for the plastic industry, for waste management, kind of on the back burner and just having that in the back of my mind. Um, I've always been really inspired by Ellen MacArthur. Um, and how she, you know, sailed around the world and it really, you know, kickstarted her, you know, how, how passionate she was about recycling and how, you know, she, she kept reusing things throughout her, her travels and kind of built a whole model around that. And it inspired me to some degree. I think recycling is an amazing thing that we need to do to the best of our abilities, but also working on sailboats and then working on super yachts, 
of you know massive size where we have 20 30 crew members and we have you know 10 15 guests on the world operates more like a super yacht than it does a, a single single man sailboat and kind of observing that seeing seeing the waste that we were going through seeing how oftentimes you know it we don't have the time we don't have the manpower we don't have the you know the money to keep sorting through our trash you know it just it kept getting sent to a landfill it, it's not going to get you know sorted it kept getting sent to a landfill um i think kind of just watching that too in that kind of maritime environment also just keep, kept bringing me back to the whole concept of landfill gas to energy and embracing that with plastics yeah yeah for sure and you know I, i've been following that space for a while um just through different connections um you know, I know there's like a, I'm sure we can get into like the, is it the consortium for waste to energy, I think is, or mm -hmm. there's, there's um, actually at the University of Florida, um, I know there's a professor up there who's been a big advocate, Dr. Bruce Welt and some other folks. So um, I've just, just been connected with them and Michael Ferrari and whatnot. And they've been opened up my eyes to this idea that like landfills, are not, it's not like landfills bad recycling good right it's like there, there's there's something there's a they're not just something there's a very big thing to be said for the fact that changing human behavior is really 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 difficult in, a, mm -hmm. in an ever expanding human population and one in which people are getting you know wealthier across the world and with wealth comes its own challenges, you know, concrete production and energy usage and, and the need for plastics to, to feed and, and to feed a growing population, you know, all these sorts of things. Right. Um, and so that's, it's, it's just really fascinating that at such a young age that you're already like, no, this is like, I believe so much in this that I'm going to, I'm going to leave the super yacht and I'm going to start, I'm going to start this company. So would love to you you can either comment on that or you can kind of pivot into like well, what is the company you've meant you've hinted at like an mm -hmm. additive for plastics so i'd i'd love to kind of hear a, a bit about the your evolution from right. your childhood to high school and now you're here with serum and uh and maybe just even talk a little bit about the name even too it's kind of a cool name definitely so um so the the technology the the additive that you can put into the plastic mold that allows it to break down within the time frame that these landfills are managed um, that's ex that's been in existence for a while now it's it's not new it's not a new technology um, although many like just really don't know about the concept in general um, so that's been around for a while but it's never it hasn't really fully been embraced by any sustainability initiatives you know Coca Cola is not doing it Nestle's not doing it and it hasn't been, it hasn't been combined with using already recycled plastics. So with serum, um, we take already recycled plastic that, you know, plastics can only be recycled a number of times. We're just kind of trying to find a viable, valuable end of life solution for these plastics. We take the recycled plastic, uh, we add the biodegradable additive, the landfill biodegradable additive. And then we kind of, we turn it into whatever plastic application we'd be focused on. Initially, we're starting with um, single-use water bottles, just because I feel like that's kind of the most, that's the product that consumers are most emotionally drawn to. That's what they pay most attention to. Um, 
but you know, get into trash bags, plastic utensils. There's kind of many different avenues you could go down with it. So yeah, we turn it into this um, into this plastic application, and then it's all right if it's sent to a landfill. It aids in the methane capture process. It breaks down within two to fifty years, not too soon, not you know, four hundred years from now when it's useless, and it kind of just creates energy. I want to take a quick break here to remind you of our sponsor, GoRuvi, G-O-R-U-V-I dot com. We know it can be hard to eat enough fruits and vegetables. They take time to prep, they're messy, and they don't always taste good. But without them, you lack energy and vitality. Ruby is an easier, tastier way to get your fruits and veggies. You simply pour the freeze-dried powder into a shaker bottle with water. You shake and drink. My family and I have been just devouring these things since the first time we got them. Such a simple way when you're on the go to get the nutrients that you need. So remember, it's goruvy.com. Use promo code packaging to get 15% off. goruvy.com, promo code packaging. Let's get back to the interview. Interesting. So, uh, and maybe, maybe tell the listeners a little bit about this, uh, this methane capture because i don't think people quite realize how like how complicated a landfill is right um so maybe right. just talk a little bit about you know what happens to you know food waste and it sounds like even the the, the serum bottles or, or the serum i guess we're starting off with water bottles right like so it breaks down into something and it releases something do i that's my very scientific description yes that's i mean that's that's it (laughs) so um basically for the listeners um landfills are not the dumps that we think they are um they're not the dumps that we've been told over and over you know you must keep everything out of a landfill because it's gonna it's just gonna sit there and it's gonna seep into the environment it's gonna cause pollution um you know they're evil they're bad we need in order to have a circular economy or true zero waste we need to completely avoid landfills uh it's just that's just not the reality of waste management in the year 2023. Um, landfills are meticulously engineered. They're highly managed. And most importantly, they basically when the waste you know, is in the landfill, it's putting off a methane gas um, as it decomposes. And now these landfills are capped and the methane gas, instead of becoming a pollutant, is now turned into uh, basically clean renewable energy. It's turned into natural gas. And not only that, but it's a, it's a baseload energy source. It's, it's constantly emitting methane, unlike wind and solar where, you know, sometimes they're not, there's not wind, sometimes there's not, you know, sun, there's always going to be methane coming out of a landfill. Um, unfortunately, our plastics don't really work in these environments. Um, plastics don't break down in these anaerobic environments. So they, they're kind of, they just, they don't really they don't really assist in the process. They kind of just take up space. Um, And so our, yeah, so uh, serum products, serum bottles, they would be breaking down within two to 50 years, which is within the timeframe that they're managed and they'd be able to contribute to the methane capture process. Okay. And uh, this is a naive question, but I'm sure somebody's having this question in their, in their mind. Is this like 90 plus percent of landfills are, um, are capturing methane or are there like uncapped landfills that exist in the U S that are simply just releasing it into the environment, which is not great at all. Um, or, or, you know, or I guess 
is this process now so viable and creating an, an end of life product like captured methane into natural gas that it's the ROI is always there for these landfills to capture it and sell it. Oh yeah. It's yes. It's extremely profitable um, on that end as well. But if there's a truck coming to pick up your garbage um, wherever you live, if there's, if there's some kind of infrastructure based around garbage collection in your neighborhood, which is 90% of America at this point, it's definitely going to a managed waste system that's capturing the methane and turning it into energy. Um, okay. And it's quickly growing. I mean, it's, it's that way in um, Zimbabwe. I, they, they have one. Like it's Australia, it's becoming a big thing. It's um, anywhere where landfills are pretty prevalent, it's, it's moving in that direction very rapidly. Got um, it. And the exciting thing is there's companies out there like, um, what is it, like Net Energy, who's now, they're now trying to completely decarbonize the entire process. That's So cool. that there would, be, there would be no carbon emissions with it and making it an incredibly environmentally friendly, very cheap, very affordable way of getting clean, renewable energy. Got it. And, and then um, is the... I feel like I'm kind of getting a little bit off the off the path and I'll have to bring it back here. But this is such a fascinating idea and concept to me because um, I see this. I see this a lot. Right. Like I see um, I, I work for a company called Myers and we're based out of Minneapolis and in Minneapolis, everything says like waste to energy, waste to energy. And I think a lot of people are like, what does that mean? What does waste to energy mean? Is this kind of what is this what they're talking about is like we manage our landfills in such a way that your waste gets converted to energy, either through the natural uh, decomposition of the land of the managed landfill, or maybe there's another process by which they're, I don't, I don't want to say incinerating or whatever it is. Like they're doing something with it and, and capturing it quicker than two to 50 years. So it's um, the landfill will sit there for about the landfill will be managed for 50 years. And then after that 50 years, it, then they'll start, kind of, they'll start, um, capturing the methane and then turning the methane into natural gas. But at this point, because of what we already have built up, we have a feedstock of a hundred years of energy um, just all around the country with these landfills. Yeah. And, and thinking about, thinking about that, like the idea that, and you know, natural gas probably has its own opponents and all that stuff. Right. But it's like, if we can, if we can create natural gas from our, our natural habits, instead of our natural habitats, you know, through, you know, drilling and fracking and all that stuff. Like I got to imagine, and I don't, I have zero idea what the proportionality is, right? Someone, somebody might come in and be like, well, our landfills can only create, you know, less than 1% of the natural gas. Meter. Okay. I don't know these things. <laughs> this is a right. packaging podcast. I'm not a, I'm not an energy advisor, but I got to imagine that any, anything that we can do from our trash, from our, uh, from our habits is going to be better than, creating it from our habitats. Is, is that a fair statement? Um, oh, I, just... I completely agree. Yeah. Okay. And I think, I think people going and saying when their argument against this technology is saying, oh, well, you know, natural gas has its own issues. It's just like saying, well, you know, landfills have, have issues. It's, it's like demonizing the word landfill, demonizing the word natural gas. Um, and nothing comes close to the capture rate that landfills have when it comes to consumer behavior. You know, if, if, if the fact of the matter is 95% of our waste is going to these landfills and in, right now the fight is everyone's saying, you know, let's change that. Let's change that. Let's push this waste out of that environment. But if we just embrace that and said, okay, let's roll with that. That's an amazing capture rate. This isn't, this isn't 
landfills aren't horrible, you know, horrible entities. Let's roll with this and see if we can turn this into a positive thing. We'd make incredible progress in both clean energy and waste management. Yeah, I love it. Um, and and do you see, let's kind of pull it back here to serum. I know you said you're starting with water bottles, but are, are you seeing this be able to grow where packaging can be contributing at the end of it? Like you talked about how you're using PCR materials where now packaging is not only contributing to sort of the circularity that comes from, from recycling, but now also contributing back into the circularity that can come from waste to energy. It, it, you're, you're sort of saying like, yeah, we can take care of the end of life mm -hmm. of plastic packaging that has value um, and, and still help it to have value. And do you see that expanding beyond just water bottles? Oh, definitely. I think, I mean, if, if serum became, when serum becomes, you know, a giant company and, and make producing various amounts of plastic applications, very, you know, different, I think trash bags would be an incredible thing for this kind of method. But if it, you know, if, if it grows to that extent, I would love to see every, you know, packaging distributor or plastic distributor, everyone copy this. I think this is the the best way forward. I think this is an incredible way of just ensuring that plastics, no matter what, no matter how many times you recycle them, because the additive doesn't hinder how recyclable the plastic is. Um, no matter how many, you know, no matter how many times you recycle it, if it ends up in a landfill, it's okay. It's, it's going to have some kind of value at the end of its life. Um, yeah, basically we're just, we're just kind of using single use plastics, another demonized thing in this modern world. We're using them as a vessel to just get this already recycled plastic and give it a valuable end of life. Because as much as we want recycling to be the answer, people think that you can recycle infinitely. You know, people think that it's a complete circle, just constant, you know, plastic turning into plastic, turning into plastic. It's, it's not that way. You know, the polymer chain breaks down and eventually, unfortunately, it's going to end up as pollution or useless in a landfill. Yeah. Yeah, my friend uh, and fellow podcast host, Avelio Matos, host of Packaging Unboxed, uh, has a T-shirt that I have, and it says the uh, Sustainable, but B-U-L-L, uh, Sustainable Unboxing Club. And the phrase he put on there is, on a long enough timeline, it's all in the it all ends up in the landfill. Um, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> I would buy this first. Yeah, for sure. I'll I'll see. I'll I'll, I'll make sure to introduce you both because I think he'd yeah. have a great conversation as well. Um, because you're absolutely right. I mean, to just, you know, stick our head in the landfill and pretend like nothing is like something's going to get fixed or make this better is not going to make the problem go away. Uh, it, it's going to come through innovations, you know, like what you're doing at, at Serum and, and, and others. You know, there's obviously a lot of people who are working to to kind of solve this. I guess kind of my last couple of questions. So one I had on you mentioned it doesn't hinder recycling. So if somebody adds this, so let's say I buy a water bottle, I buy a serum bottle with, with water in it from wherever, and, and I drink it and I recycle it and it gets recycled and then that flake ends up with a whole bunch of other flakes of non-treated um, PET. Do, do those flakes retain their same uh, do, do, do they retain the additive or does it have to then be mixed? In, does it have to be like re-added whenever it gets uh, kind of, 
I don't know, remade um, into. So it, it wouldn't it wouldn't in any way contaminate the new. Um, it wouldn't contaminate that batch at a, in, in any way to be recycled, um, because again, yeah, the additive doesn't hinder the recycling capability of it, but it wouldn't then make that whole batch um, able to biodegrade in landfills just because of like okay. just the measurements of it. I, I assume so, but uh, that was a question that was kind of hanging out in, in, in the back of my head. Um, oh, nice. So, so someone's listening to this, Kale, and they're like, I have a bazillion questions. Like they have way more questions than I do or that we have time to, uh, to go through on this podcast. So what would be the best way for somebody to learn about what you're doing, follow what you're doing, and to get in contact with you? Because I, I do think that there's going to be folks who are like, I'm really curious about this, whether it's plastic films or plastic bottles, you know, just reaching out and saying like, Hey, I, I gotta, I gotta understand, like, how can I, how can I know more about this? Yeah. And I'm, I'm happy to, happy to answer anything. I could talk, I could talk for hours about, about this kind of technology. I love it. Um, www.serumwater.com is our website. Um, Which is S-E-R-U-M water. Okay. Yes, that's our that's our website. Um, kale k a h l e at serumwater.com is um, anyone can email me there and ask me any questions. And yeah, and just Kale Whiteman on LinkedIn. I'm always always there to answer anything about landfill biodegradation, plastics. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I've been. Um, I you see, I think you're newer onto LinkedIn, correct? Yes, I am. Okay. Yeah. I, I, like I just recently got connected up, but, um, your content is great. I love, uh, you know, you poke the bears really well and I think it's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Um, keep, keep going. LinkedIn's a wonderful platform. I've been on there for, I don't even know anymore, maybe eight, nine years, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, it's been a, it's, it's been a long journey, me and LinkedIn. I feel like we're friends. Uh, well, Kale, this has been awesome. I'm, I'm super, super interested and, and really fascinated to follow this and, help out in any way I can. Um, I hope people reach out to you from all areas of the packaging industry, CPG industry, food and beverage industry, and just reach out for more questions. Cause I think this is, it's a really important topic, right? Um, and one that obviously you're really passionate about and, uh, and, and I feel obligated to as well, right? Working in this industry. Yeah. Thank uh, you. I, I feel like it's a, it's one of the only data backed solutions when it comes to waste management right now, it's, it's, it's based purely on, you know, where's our waste actually going? What's the reality of it? What can we actually do? And I think that, you know, if you take those things into consideration, it's, it's an incredible solution. No doubt. Well, everyone go to serumwater.com, uh, reach out to Kale on, uh, on LinkedIn. I'll make sure that all the links, you know, when you're listening to this podcast, you can just scroll on down, you can click some of these links and you can reach out directly that way. You don't have to write anything down, especially if you're driving. Uh, don't do that. Uh, but, uh, Kale, this has been awesome. Thanks so much. I'm, I'm rooting for you and, and stoked for, uh, for what you're doing. It's really cool. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yep. I appreciate it. Hey, congrats. You made it to the end of the podcast. If you're looking for more great podcast material in the packaging industry, please check out Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors and the newly redesigned Package Unboxed with Avelio Matos. Go find them wherever you listened to this podcast. Thanks, everybody.